Welcome to the Broadcast Dialogue podcast, the show all about the media industry in Canada. Welcome to Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. I'm Connie Thiessen. This episode brought to you by Rumpel, the ultimate sales management app for the broadcast industry. Learn more at MomentumMediaNetworks.com. On this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, we bring you highlights from this year's Western Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame inductions. First, Boyd Kozak, Winnipeg radio personality and longtime QX104 news director, followed by Bob Ridley, Chat Medicine Hat sports director, and the voice of the Medicine Hat Tigers. Rod Schween, president of the Jim Pattison Broadcast Group, had the honor of making this year's inductions. I'm pleased to be here tonight on behalf of our group to introduce WAB's first Hall of Fame inductee, of 2019, Mr. Boyd Kozak. Boyd's 59 years in radio were all spent in the private sector. He's been a DJ, a reporter, a producer, a talk show host, a blogger, and a news director. And during that time, his connection with the community and charitable causes would be difficult to be rivaled. He participated in and has championed hundreds of fundraising endeavors. A small example of his community work includes his tireless work fundraising for, and by the way, also donating all of his freelance money to the family room at the St. Boniface Hospital. And we were talking tonight, and Boyd was telling me that even still in retirement, he continues to be weekly at St. Boniface, uh, uh, donating his time. These efforts he received a special commendation for. Boyd's Community Counts was both an on-air and online success and his station community blog was one of Manitoba's most well-read. He's emceed, like many of us, literally hundreds of dinners, fundraisers for dozens of local causes. Now, one of the things I grew to appreciate most about Boyd, almost right from the first minute I met him, was what a love he had for our industry. It was evident right from the start. He has a passion for life, and he's one of those people who adds a sparkle and joy to every room that he enters almost immediately. Now, if you're fortunate enough to meet and get to spend some time with Boyd, you realize just how quickly he can make you feel at ease and comfortable and how skillfully he uses that to establish a personal connection with listeners and co-workers alike. Now, it's no surprise to me to learn one of Winnipeg's biggest radio moments in the 70s came about from a true event when, believe it or not, Boyd's car door was stolen. Right, Boyd? Listeners tuned in for weeks to find out what happened to it. Not because Boyd was angry about it. I don't think anybody's ever seen Boyd angry. But why would anybody steal a car door anyway? <laughs> Years and even decades later, listeners would stop and ask him, Still have your car door, Boyd? I wanted to bring one tonight so badly. Boyd Kozak was inducted into the Manitoba Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame in 2012. And I'd ask you now to please turn your attention to the video screens as we induct our friend and our mentor, Cozy, into the WAB Hall of Fame. Boyd's first job was with CFSL AM in Weyburn, Saskatchewan in 1959. CHAB Moose Jaw, 1960. CFQC Saskatoon, 1961. CKRC Winnipeg, 1963. 
CFQX Selkirk, Winnipeg, 1996. Boyd Kozak interviewed the Four Seasons. Johnny Rivers. Jerry and the Pacemakers. The Guess Who and the Beatles. Twice. Cozy also interviewed some of the legends of country music like Johnny Cash, Kenny Rogers, the Oak Ridge Boys, Conway Twitty. He did news production. He hosted a talk show and he rode his bike into work almost every day. He covered the Pope's visit to Manitoba in 1984. And he voiced TV commercials for some very memorable clients. K-Channel has been keeping this under lock and key. It's a pure gold collection of priceless original hits with Maxine Nightingale. You're who I call the Sarah Lee of broadcasting. Nobody doesn't like Boyd Kozak. Boyd Kozak, in an elevator or in a hallway, will talk to anyone, and in fact feels as though he must talk to everyone. One morning at 5.30, Boyd called me up and said, Hey, we got to get to Selkirk, but there's one problem. There was a blizzard. He phoned me back about a half an hour later and said, I think I got us a ride. I met some trucker at a Tim Hortons on Henderson Highway. He left everybody happier than when he found them. There is nobody who doesn't like to be told a compliment. And he told me, you know, when I look at someone and I think something nice about them, I tell them. And he used to always tell me, I'd be nervous, I'd be stressing out. And he'd always tell me, it's like, we're not here saving lives. We're just here to make lives better. And every single day I would walk in through those doors and be like, how are you doing today? You ready to have a good day? You cannot have a bad day with Boyd Kozak in the building. Boyd Kozak married me. Boyd Kozak married me. Boyd Kozak married me. But he performed the ceremony. Actually, I have a, a question for you, if you don't mind. Do we know that if Boyd Kozak is getting, is he getting a plaque for this? Or is it a bust? Because if you look at, like that is the perfect head for a bust. Like, look at this. This, this is the reason why busts were made. Hi, Boyd, it's me. I used to be Don Percy, and now I'm Willie Percy's father. Anyway, they asked me to speak for about 45 seconds, and I said, well, that's way more time than I'll need. Because the thing about it is not what you did, although you're a very good broadcaster, but who you were. You've always said that you're lucky to be in radio. I say radio has been lucky to have you. Cozy, you've always kind of been my radio dad, and if I can finish up my career with half the reputation and the reverence that you're held in, and most importantly, the affection that everybody holds for you, I will have done something right. It was your talent that got you in this business, but it was your heart and kindness for others that kept you in it for all these years. Thank you for paving the way for us all and for having the best attitude you could possibly have in the business. You've taught me so much, man. Boyd, I know you always said you never worked a day in your life, and I know you believed it. That's how you worked, but this couldn't be more deserved. No one hugs like Cozy. No one mugs for the camera like Cozy. No one makes you feel like a million bucks like Cozy, and definitely no one deserves this honor more. Hi, I'm Senator Pamela Wallen from Wadena, Saskatchewan, a town that has produced an awful lot of broadcasters. But you, Boris, are particularly deserving of this recognition. No matter the format changes, role changes, industry changes, you were always Boyd Kozak, Wadena's favorite son. You went from records and carts to blogs and podcasts, and you did it with uh, grace and honor and uh, humanity that the world needs more of. I think an even more deserving award is that you be put in the Good Person Hall of Fame. So Boyd Kozak, you Wadena winner, on behalf of myself and every single aspiring broadcaster out there. On behalf of myself and my wife, Lisa. Congratulations, buddy. Congrats, my friend. Congratulations. We love you. Congratulations.
We love you, Cozy. Congratulations. Congratulations. And from my late mother, your favorite teacher, a very warm, well done, young man. All the best, my friend. Okay, now, a few words about me. Oh, we're out of time. Cozy, it's Heidi, a.k.a. Babe. You must know that you're truly loved and respected and that your legacy will live on. Thank you for the gift of you, for your humor, your wisdom, your heart, and your voice. Speaking of voice, let's leave the last word to you. Love you, take care of each other, and good night. An amazing career. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in saluting our 2019 WAB Hall of Fame inductee, Boy Kozak. This is too much, really. Now, I'm humbled. I really am humbled. First of all, I want you to know how much at home I feel because I'm with broadcasters. You're supposed to applaud. Everybody comes from somewhere. And I was blessed to grow up in Wadena, Saskatchewan. As Pamela had mentioned, a place where many broadcasters call home, she herself, Pamela, Bob Washington, whose dad was the dentist, Barry Bowman, who uh, featured as the morning mayor in Victoria, Chuck Rusnow in sports in Edmonton, Bobby Persesky, Brian Byman, Brian Johnson, Earl LePage, who was a famous broadcaster in the 1940s in Los Angeles, California, and others. Well, it was 1959, and I was straight out of high school, stepping off a bus in Weyburn, Saskatchewan, on a cold September day, to audition for the voice of the Sioux Line, the 1,000-watt CFSL. Two years in operation, but for me, it was L.A. This was the, the thing I wanted most of all, to be on the air. But the station manager, K.D. Baker, declared a name change was necessary because Boris was not conducive to good English radio. Well, that meant a call to my immigrant shoemaker dad back home in Wadena. Dad, I think I have a job to be a broadcaster, but I have to change my name. Change your name? What's wrong with Boris? Boris, good name. You come home, I make you shoemaker. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. But, you know, being a radio announcer has always been my dream, and I'd appreciate your permission on the name change. Well, after a long pause, he says, Okay, Sonny, whatever makes you happy. And so Boyd Kozak became his 59-year career. Six months in Weyburn, a call from one of Western Canada's oldest and greatest stations, the 10,000-watt CHAB Moose Jaw called me and convinced me to join the company of legends back then. Some of you who are a little older in the room will remember Cy Knight, Ken Newins, Larry Branner, Ken McCreef, the McManus brothers, John and Chuck. 
Well, six months later saw me at the U of S in Saskatoon. Funds were short after books and tuition were paid for, but good fortune came my way to learn that CFQC Radio 600 was hiring summer replacements, and soon I would share studios with broadcast greats of their day, Wes Montgomery, Denny Carr, Wally Stambuck, Lloyd Saunders, Peter Hicks, Daryl Burlingham, Les Edwards, and many more. A call from CKRC's Bob McDonald, 1963, convinced me to come to Winnipeg and help make a difference in that great community with dynamic personalities like Don Slade, Bob Radford, Bob Washington, Doc Steen, Jimmy Paulson, Tom Charrington, and a host of others. Coming to work continued to be an absolute joy. Like many of us in this room, Change of ownership meant change of employment. And for the next 23 years, country music station QX104 became my new home. There it was morning team Sadler and James, Ron Abel and Caroline Hunter, Mookie Wilson, Brody and Samantha, whose youth and fresh dynamism offered me renewed energy and delight in my final broadcast years. Allow me to offer gratitude as I sign off today to the management team of the Jim Patterson Broadcast Group Winnipeg, manager Heidi Rasmussen, and PD Janet Tricartan for presenting my name for nomination tonight. A total unexpected surprise. Finally, if I may, I'd like to dedicate the honor of this induction to my shoemaker dad who raised three boys one of whom is with me today, my kid brother Wally, who just last summer was nominated to the Alberta Hockey Hall of Fame. I think our dad would be smiling today, Wally, and just as happy I didn't become a shoemaker. Thank you. God bless. Born in Vulcan, Alberta, Bob grew up in a farm in the Morin area, and given the choice between farming and his aspirations for a broadcast career, he chose the latter. And I can tell you that many a hockey player in the WHL and those in our uh, company in the Jim Patterson Broadcast Group are surely glad that he did make that choice. Bob started his broadcast career by working part-time on the weekends at CJDB in Drumheller while he was attending Mount Royal College. After short stops at CKSW in Swift Current and CKKR in Rosetown, he became sports director at Chat Medicine Hat in April of 1968 and became the voice of the Medicine Hat Tigers when the team joined the WHL in 1970. And in that time, Bob has been the only play-by-play -play voice the Tigers have ever had, and including the 2019 WHL playoffs, Bob Ridley has called 3,931 regular season playoff and Memorial Cup games for Chat and the Tigers from 1970 to 2019. Quite an accomplishment. During that time, Bob has missed one game. He wasn't sick, believe it or not. Somebody actually assigned him to cover curling that night. <laughs> He's followed the team to five Memorial Cup tournaments, seeing them win Canada's top junior hockey trophy twice. His 1973 Memorial Cup broadcast, I think, was extra special to him as he did this uh, from the same press box as his hero, Danny Gallivan. Oh, in case you didn't know it, by the way, Bob also used to drive the team bus 
and did so for many seasons and occasionally still does. Now, like Boyd, who we met earlier, Bob has been a great mentor to scores of young sportscasters over the year, lending his experience and knowledge to improve the performance of many of them and contribute to their success in the industry. And I know from his team in Medicine Hat, his commitment to excellence and dependability are an example to all of those and all of us who get the honor of working with him each and every day. Now, Bob is planning on being behind the mic when the Tigers hit the ice this fall for the team's 50th year, which, of course, will also be his 50th year of Tigers play-by-play -play hockey. Once again, please turn your attention to the video screens as we learn more about the next WAB Hall of Fame inductee, Bob Ridley. He's one of the unsung heroes of hockey, certainly of the community of Medicine Hat. I don't think there's another man like Bob Ridley in all of hockey or in all of broadcasting, and that's what makes him so special. I grew up listening to Bob and, and uh, really idolizing playing for the Medicine Tigers. You know, he was everything and more than I expected him to be. He's a wonderful guardian of the tale of the Medicine Hat Tigers. Great passion for the city. Uh, he's always positive. He's always behind you. Uh, no matter if the team is struggling, if they're doing good, he always sees the bright side. So. Bob Ridley, a legend in minor hockey, in the hearts of the community, and in the broadcast industry. A career as illustrious as it is colorful, and a history that it's still writing itself. Bob is best known as the play-by-play -play man for the Western Hockey League's Medicine Hat Tigers. Still calls the games to this day, but it's a legacy which started with the Tigers' very first game back in 1970. Very first uh, Tigers game that I announced was probably one of the most uh, exciting times ever. It was a brand new franchise in the fledgling Western Hockey League, and uh, uh, it was a brand new arena. Brand new players, coach, you name it, they started right from scratch. The thing about Bob Ridley, honestly, is longevity and integrity. He has incredible integrity. He's going to be gagging a little bit when he hears this, but it's true. He has the most integrity of anybody in the broadcast business that I've ever worked with. He does it for the right reasons, and it's why he stayed in Medicine Hat. Bob has meant a lot to the Tigers in so many different ways, and, and uh, there's so many stories about Bob. Um, but I think the, the, the biggest thing for me is how highly the players speak of him. Um, like he was a mentor for the players, he was a father figure. Um, you know, and he's been somebody that's been there through all the times with the, the Tigers and never leaves. He's always a, he's kind of a little bit of the glue in the organization where uh, he, just, he just makes things better. My favorite part of calling the game, a lot of people ask me that and uh, certainly, hey, that's the most simplest uh, question you could ask me because favorite part of uh, calling a game is the goals. Uh, you know, you're at the top of your game when you say he shoots, he scores. Here's Vanabosch, he's hit on the line with Russell. Vanabosch, and scores! The Tigers win the championship! Vanabosch wins the championship for the Minnesota Tigers! He had opportunities to go bigger, better, somewhere else and he chose to stay here and you know what this community and the Tigers organization and chat TV and radio are so fortunate to have somebody like that. I have so many Bob Ridley stories and he, he's such a colorful guy but I think the best one was Steve Marr was talking about Bob Ridley one day and he, he said how disappointed his dad was when he didn't get drafted or didn't go to the NHL because he said listening to Rids every day he was sure that Steve Marr had to be an NHL player because Bob always said great things and he had a way of 
uh, making people feel better uh, about themselves, about the game. Uh, you know, he's just an incredible individual. Oh, what I'm the most proud of with my career, uh, boy, that's that's a, that's a big, big question because uh, I always enjoyed, uh, you know, broadcasting hockey. And, but I, I think a lot of it is to, to let people know that uh, not only uh, broadcast hockey, but also broadcast the Blue Jay baseball for about eight or nine years. Back in the early days, uh, when I started my uh, career, we broadcast bowling, broadcast uh, curling. Boy, we did it all, you know. And I think that's uh, developed you as an all-around broadcaster. And I'm just uh, thankful that I've had that kind of experience. Well, he was more than a, a bus driver, a radio guy. Uh, Ridge was somebody that you could always talk to uh, after hard games or good games. Uh, he was always excited for the team. Um, you know, when I looked at Bob Ridley, like, you know, there was nobody like him before, and there won't be anybody like him after. Quite a career. And broadcasting bowling. I mean, that's just everything. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage our 2019 WAB Hall of Fame inductee, Bob Ridley. I've got to take this opportunity to congratulate uh, Boyd Kozak. Heard a lot about the guy, never met him. I knew his brother real well uh, way back in the day when, you know, uh, back in the 70s and hockey and so on through hockey. But uh, great meeting you, uh, uh, Boyd, and certain congratulations deserving. I don't have the gift of the gab that you have, but I'll do the best I can. Been told to keep my uh, speech short, you know, asking an old broadcaster like me to Keep this speech short is like asking me maybe to quit grieving because probably won't happen, but uh, I am totally humbled and most appreciative of this tremendous award. Now, the greatest honor that can be bestowed on anyone is being appreciated by your peers, and what a wonderful tribute. Before I go further, I must thank Chad Radio and TV and my 96 General Manager, Dave Sherwood, for this nomination. I must say it's been an honor to work for Dave these many years, Rod Sheen, of course, the president of Jim Patterson Broadcast Group. I'm sure Rod had something to do with this as well. So thank you very much, Rod. Appreciate it. It's tough to minimize 50-plus years of working in this great industry. It all started with taking the broadcast program at Mount Royal. That's when I totally fell in love with uh, what the business is all about. After working part-time at Drumheller for a while, I found my way to Speedy Creek. For my first full-time gig was a rock and roll disc jockey, actually. They called me Bebop and Bob. <laughs> I can't do that as well as I used to be able to. But, <laughs> but uh, certainly, uh, it was a fun part of my life, and I think back on that with a lot of fond memories. And you got to love those old rock and roll disc jockey names of that era, to be sure. Boy, what would they call you? Oh, it's a go-go. <laughs> okay, there you go. Took over the sports department when the sports guy left. That's when I was introduced to hockey play by play, and the much was pretty much history. In 1968, I was hired on at Chad as the sports director for radio and television. What a wonderful place to work, as it allowed me the opportunity to hone my skills as a hockey play by play man for the Tigers, and uh, this will be my 50th year in that uh, category. People ask me about changes in the industry over all these years, and yes, there have been 
many significant changes, as you all know. Number one, technology. Boy, it's incredible what the digital age has brought to the industry, both in radio and television. Has it been good? Well, in some ways, yes. Some ways, no. Speaking only for myself, I miss the personality that seems to have gone out of radio. Announcers that could tell a great story, make you laugh or cry sometimes in the same sentence. They were certainly professionals. And some of my favorites included Edmonton's West Montgomery, as uh, Boyd alluded to, uh, once from CFQC. Boyd, you were great as well back in the day. Bill Powers in Calgary. He was outstanding. Wallenden in Saskatoon. Porky Charbonneau in Regina loved his presentation. The Dad Show with Stan Sparling in Calgary and Drumheller. And I'm sure each and every one of you have your favorites as well. These people could really entertain, and certainly, as I mentioned, the list goes on. TV was great as well, as there was lots of live programming back in the earlier years, and that was great for the community. Times maybe not that professional by today's standards, but boy, nobody really cared. We had a lot of fun. It's been interesting thinking about all the changes over the last half century, but I still love the industry. That's why I'm still pounding away. All aspects of it. Tough part is, though, is keeping up. Just as soon as you learn one computer program, goes out of date. Then you have to start all over again. And a little nerve-wracking, to say the least, especially for an old guy like me. But I still think of myself as old school, and I'm going to stay that way. I don't care what you guys do. <laughs> now, they say if you really enjoy your job, as has been alluded to before, you never have to work a day in your life, and certainly... You can put, uh, put me in that category. Years have certainly flown by, and, uh, you know, pretty soon I guess we all have to retire, but uh, I'm going to stick around as long as I can. We all make mistakes while we're on the air. My biggest poopah came back in 1973. It was an exciting hockey game at our arena in Medicine Hat. Final minute had the Tigers down by one, and a shot from the point hit the goalpost. They screamed, and he hit the blankety-blank post. Well, those days you couldn't even say hell in the air, let alone the F word. Oh. <laughs> the next day I was hauled into our general manager at that time, Hope Cope's office. I thought it was done, was heading back to the farm. But with a smile on his face, or maybe promised to never say that four letter word again. I haven't, even though there's been lots of goalposts and many close calls. In conclusion, I thank my wife, Deb, for encouraging me all these years. Son Bob and daughters, Leanne and Kelly, have been in my corner as well. You need those people. Lastly, as uh, uh, Boyd alluded to earlier, I'm dedicating this award to my mom. She passed away a couple of weeks ago. She was 96. She always told me, Bob, always be the best you can be no matter what. Well, Mom, dearest, doesn't get any better than this. Thank you very much, and have a great night. Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. 
Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.